So, welcome to the Piece by Piece podcast, where we talk about all things mental health, productivity, self-improvement, fitness, and a bit of vulnerability and, you know, life experiences. I'm your host, William Parham, and I'm here with... Mesk. Mesk, also co-host. And we have a special guest today, friend, student, his name is... Meyer. Meyer, nice to meet you. It's good to have you here. Um, I know we've talked in the past. It's been a while since we first met. Meyer and I go back to like our, what was it, sophomore year? Yeah, around that. Yeah, sophomore year. So like in 2018, before the pandemic even hit, it was, we met in um, our psych class and then we just kind of hit it off really. What was our, our psych class called? I remember it was in the- uh, Psych of Learning. Psych of Learning. Wait, 210? Yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, Dr. Barrero? I don't, it wasn't Barrero. It was an um, older okay. white white man. Yo, can I ask you a question? So was UMBC more social before the no. pandemic hit? No. Or was it just yeah. like in a No. We just, it was hell. We transfer too. So okay. Same. I was more transfer-y socially. Okay. Yeah. It was bad. Okay, so God, then I, I thought UMBC was just like. No. no. Dude, like I, when I came to UMBC my first year, like I was miserable. This was the one school in high school I said I'm not going to. I visited ghost town like i was on a saturday so like you know when they give the tours here yeah i was like dude this, what is this high school anyways um today we're here to talk about two topics one we're going to learn a bit about music therapy from our good friend meyer and two we're going to talk about coping mechanisms so kicking it off meyer would you like to give us some insight to what you know about music therapy yeah, um, I'm just going to read. So I have, on my phone I have um, the music therapy definition, and I think it's a pretty good one. It's from the AMTA, um, which is the American Music Therapy Association. Um, it is music therapy is a clinical and evidence-based use of music interventions, which I'll talk about, uh, to accomplish individualized goals within a therapeutic relationship by a credentialed professional, which I'm not, um, who has completed an approved music therapy program. Music therapy interventions can address a variety of healthcare and educational goals, like to promote wellness, to manage stress, to alleviate pain, to express feelings, which is what I'm interested in, enhance memory, which is like cognitive, and improve communication and promote physical rehabilitation and other kind of things related to music. And music and wellness and just overall healing. Um, but yeah. That's a lot of material. That's like a big definition. That's a lot to unpack. Um, I'm studying music therapy in kind of a psychotherapeutic context, so I'm studying a lot of psychology, a little bit of social work, and music on and music as well to accomplish different goals um, in terms of like emotion regulation and affect, which mm -hmm. is like kind of internalized feelings, the feelings of, and just like helping people express their feelings. So that would be where I kind of lie. So could you give like an example, so for people who aren't familiar with psychology, um, an example of how music therapy could be applied in like a real world situation? Yeah, so you, in a functional context, um, you can play certain types of music and it will actually change your physiology. Hmm. So like if I want to get pumped up before the gym, I'm going to play something that I know pumps me up. That's true. Right? That's why the pre-workout songs are like the... Yeah, in game and, songs, and yeah. Spotify comes close, right? They like try to make music that helps you, like, you know, like they'll pick out music that like has a fast tempo because we know tempo is related to that. Mm -hmm. um, tempo is just the speed of the song, um, or um, like 
and volume intensity, right? Like intensity of particular elements in the song. Right. You know, if it's higher intensity, it's probably going to be like something that wraps you up. But like things like that are interesting to talk about. Um, and in a therapeutic context, like, you know, helping a participant or a, or a, or a, um, a, a person really accomplish their goal, right? Like it's all about really the individualized relationship of the client. And I talk about this with my advisor all the time. It's like, um, with my advisors all the time, where it's like um, really getting music to accomplish an outside goal for the client. Um, and that looks different in every way, you know, and it can look different in a lot of different ways. So, um, right, like, I'm very interested in how music can change emotion. Some mm -hmm. people, um, there's neurologic music therapy as well. Um, where like music um, to help clients play music so that they can kind of accomplish certain motor goals, m m you know, like movement goals, or like walking to a beat. You know? So similar to like da dance, would you say? Yeah, like art, and, and like uh, music therapy to me falls under the category of art and expressive therapies. Mm. So it is true, because there is no, there are set patterns, but there isn't a pattern to follow. Yeah, I mean, you have music to create is artistic your own. in form, so. Right. Yeah, um, that's a, a, to me that's like the essence of what I do, mm -hmm. and like I'm a musician at heart um, who's interested in psychotherapy and interested in like getting the client to be well, getting the client to be able to function maybe independently if that's a goal for them, mm -hmm. or um, you know to work through a specific problem they might be having, mm -hmm. and using music as a way of maybe getting at that problem. I like that, because you did say music affects you in an emotional state, and seeing that you're a musician yourself, yeah. what emotional states or what music puts you in the moods that you're searching for? Because it's almost as if like music almost has a direct correlation control over... It doesn't have a direct correlation. Well, not direct, but it, it, it affects you immediately in that way. So like how you were saying about the gym and how it pumps you up and gets you like ready for a workout, yeah. I'm trying to say, how would music like elevate or... I mean, bring it, down your emotions. It depends, so. it depends if the music's tied to a specific memory. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if the music is something that I haven't experienced before and maybe I want to experience something, or if I know something similar to it, mm -hmm. right? Because association is involved, and there's a lot of different schools of thought um, some cognitive, some associative, some um, more um, neurologic, right? Like, what I'm trying to get out of here is that music's vast like this this discipline is really vast yes and it's hard to like necessarily pin down like one this causes this you yeah. know it's yeah. very ambiguous it's very it's, and also there's it's like, all it's like, out there yeah it, well there's vast. just a lot of conflicting i mean like um it's just it's just uh high it's a multi-causal thing so it you know it's there's a lot of different ways of explaining one thing um with music okay well then, I guess if my my question might have been too vague. No, is there? It's, it's, you're, you're, uh, yeah, but keep going. I was gonna ask: Is there perhaps a genre that you know may trigger? I don't want to use that word. For me, for me, brings I your mean, emotions out the best. Like for me, I mean, like um, music genres. Genre. I I thought about this too, where um, where like it really so like. It's really hard. Like for me, um, there's a 
it's really hard to classify music into genres specifically too mm -hmm. um, when it comes to emotion because like but um, I would say that like For me, like certain types of lo-fi hip hop or jazz calm me down. Ooh. Certain types of, you know, I don't want to say that's like a direct thing. It's like for me, you know, like, yeah. Because everyone reacts to music differently. That's the main. That's the. If there's anything that anyone could take away from this, just that it's totally individualized and highly variable. So, for me, I really like lo-fi jazz, hip hop, um, certain types of hip hop at least. Um, you know, yacht rock. Other things. Yacht rock. That's I've like never heard that. Rock, soft rock. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Soft rock, or I mean, like for something to calm me down, or like you know, or jazz. I'm I'm a big jazz person, so I'm very interested in how jazz can be incorporated into music therapy. Okay. Um, or just like any type of um, non-classical. Favorite jazz. Favorite, favorite jazz. jazz yeah. What's your What's your favorite jazz performer? Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Man. I really like Herbie. I mean, like Herbie Hancock's great. Um, Herbie Hancock. But like, I mean, I like. I like a lot of performers. Um, a lot of the new stuff's good too. Um, there's, I mean, I listen to. Um, my friend, who do I listen to? Um, um, there's so, I really like. I don't want to like mention like for specific artists per se though because I don't know if like I have permissions. Is oh, true say. Um, but, um, I really like, you know, like more modern fusion. Like any, but really, I'm pretty open. Like, uh, it really depends what I'm in the mood for. Okay. Know? Yeah, I feel I, that. I see something out, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. Um, of course, I mentioned Herbie because he's so influential, um, um, and just genre spanning um, as an artist. Um, um, I also think of like, but like that's the thing. Like longevity means a lot to me. So like someone who's done it for a long. You know, some, someone it's a good track record. Yeah, it's a good track record. Yeah, like people who have good and like I think of music as kind of an athletic pursuit in that way, right? Like it's like people who have a good consistency and good track record over time, and like also like I try and like artists that I've been listening to lately um, are just people who I relate to on some level, right? Like that's also ultimately what it is too. It's like I want to relate to those artists because. I see a reflection of them, of myself in them, or maybe maybe they're teaching me something about the world that I don't necessarily know yet. So it's, it's, it's things like that, you know. Um, or dreams, like I think dreams are really important in music too, right? Like uh, aspiring to maybe achieve something. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, I was thinking sleep, and I was like, wait. It was about those two for a second. No, not sleeping per se, but like dreams, like 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 daydreaming, like 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 goals, goal, yeah, goals, goals. better goals, exactly. Um, like uh, goals that I haven't yet attained yet so like you know like if there's a really cool performance of something like Yusef Day's Yusef uh, Yusef Day's um, top tier is a dr jazz drummer mm -hmm. um, who did this really cool performance at Joshua Tree National Park great performance really pretty it's really well filmed That'd be something really cool to do. That is, would be a cool thing. That would be a cool project for me to be on. Is that the video when he, it looked like he was like in the sky or like on on water? No, or? that's FKJ. FKJ, thank you, thank you. That's okay. Yusuf Day did something similar. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh man. All right, similar, well. yeah. But like you know, like this, like French kiwi juice is the other rest of that was mentioned. Um, French FKJ. kiwi juice. 
FKJ. Oh, that's what it stands for. Oh, I'm terrible. I never knew what FKJ stood for. I'm a big fan. Um, he's 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 right up the alley of like kind of artistry that I really like sometimes. Um, nice. Yeah, like you know that's music. That if if that if that's kind of the vein of music therapy that I'm in, and, and music therapy in a nutshell for people who don't necessarily know too much about what music therapy is. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope people do their own exploring. You know, um, I know that there's not a lot of music therapy in Maryland, or like I haven't like seen a ton. Uh-huh. In some ways, like I don't want to just say that outright. I think there's some music therapy in Maryland, but I haven't like explored it too much. So I've done a lot of my own independent study, um, and like uh, nah, cut that out. No, I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But uh, if if you are a music therapist in Maryland, please reach out because. Yeah. You're looking. Better connection. Better connection is important. I like it. I like it. Talk about That's your, it. Your, your, your independent study. Well, my independent study is um, exploring music and emotion. Um, so it's really about um, music and mindfulness, um, exploring those topics in detail, um, ways in which we model emotion and psychology. Mm. Um, there's, there's kind of competing methods to how we model emotion and psychology and I'm exploring this and talking about them in terms of how music might change the way, you know, like how how do we contextualize it in terms of like music. Yeah, it's hard to explain. It. It's almost like understanding a language. Um, well, understanding these models of emotion mm-hmm. and then in a musical context, how music like creates how, these how emotions. Music, yeah, how music, yeah, how music interacts with emotion. Hmm. through these different lenses or perspectives on emotion. No, that is pretty cool. And so I was like, yeah, and, and yeah, um, and there's two, like, like I don't know if you take, like, I'm thinking about the emotion class that, um, like, there's a particular class on emotion that's taught here um, where we learn about different types of emotions, so that's where the inspiration for this project came from. It's like we were learning about different styles of how to model emotion and how I don't how people think of emotion and how emotions predict uh, and how basically like there's a lot of different science around emotion and how if emotions predictive or if it's not predictive and things like that. Yeah. So I'm really thinking about oh how does music impact this? You know how to how does um, can we predict a, can we predict a particular emotion with music? You know that's the big question, right? Right. Like uh, can I intentionally elicit emotion with music and that's kind of the question that's a big question and then it's like um more talking about specific cases of that where that can happen and where that may not be able to happen and things like that so that's really what the capstone's all about it's about exploration of this concept that's very no that's super interesting because like everyone like you said it's individualized everyone has their own like niche for certain music that makes them feel the type of way and that's why I was going to let Mess there is mu- moody music, right? There, right. There's, there is moody music, but it's individualized to the person. It's individualized Correct. to the client. Correct. Like, it, it creates their own emotions, so to speak. That's why I was going to ask Mess. Um, you've been on the music scene. You're still in the music scene a bit. Mm-hmm. When you go to concerts, like, you're not, you're not experiencing maybe, like, an orchestra. You're, like, more so, if you could describe the type of genre of music I'll, I'll and so. how, what emotions so, it may bring it's, it's in. Between rap, sorry. So it's between rap and, like, hardcore shows, so I would say 
I guess I would say the most motion you see is probably like, I'll say more on the, I'm not gonna call it more positive. Sometimes it's just hype. Sometimes well, talk in terms of you, like how, how you like, feel. Oh, usually I'm hyped. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, um, yeah there'll be like, so there'll be certain bands like in the, in the hardcore side. When I mean hardcore, I mean, so pretty much when I mean, when I say the term hardcore, I mean like mix between hardcore metal and punk. So a lot of it, it depends. Um, So some bands, you know, lean on the more political side. So sometimes it's kind of like just utter chaos and it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're moshing, you know, you're like having fun. Um, some bands are more, t they'll talk about certain things like heartbreak and stuff like that. And like sometimes the bands will mix kind of like more heavy elements where sometimes I'll feel like, oh, you know, I feel this way. So, you know, I'm, I kind of want to like let all this um, energy out. And and, um, and also that applies to certain um, certain um, artists on the on the rap side too, where it's kind of like, they'll talk about more like, you know, emotional, you know, type of things. And it's like. Honestly, pretty much at least a mosh pit. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm usually hyped. Like, um, as, as there's some, I've been to very. So I went through a point in time where I, I listened. I used to listen like a lot of indie stuff, um, like Foster the People. Um, oh gosh, pumped uh, up kicks. Yeah, bro. Uh, nah. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying like stuff like that. So like, I mean, I do have an understanding. Like there is a time, and like, um, sometimes you know, I feel I used to listen to this band called uh, Number Twelve. They were more like ambient. So some people call it ambient core because they have some heavy instrumentals, heavy instrumentalization. Hold on, am I saying that right? Heavy instrumentalizations. Instrumentalization. Sorry, heavy. Sorry. So heavy instrumentations where like okay, you would hear from like a heavy like somewhat metal like metalcore band, which is kind of like I mean pretty much comes in the name, but yeah, and it, but they wouldn't have no lyrics. They wouldn't have any lyrics. It would just be kind of like a little bit just ambient, and it's kind of chill vibe, you know. Right. That's where you know you see the people. Um, I I, I don't want to say this, but it's kind of like the jazz of the heavier genres, you know, like. There's uh, math rock, yeah. Math oh, rock. math rock. I mean, like the whole concept of math, math rock, rock yeah. know, infusing itself yeah. with jazz. And there's 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 that's happening too. Yeah, because right? because math rock is really tech. It's extremely yeah, it's technical. technical. Yeah. I don't listen to math rock as much or like, it's intellectual but, but 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 it's very um it's very interesting um it's actually very interesting in music because it's like um especially when they mix it with other genres too. You know what I'm saying? Like a there's this thing called like twinkle emo. I don't know if it's still like, you mean know, you know what I'm talking about? Not completely. Um, like, I've uh, heard maybe the name. Not really many bells. It's band like tiny moving parts. They they kind of like they kind of like they kind of integrate those two. They kind of integrate those two sounds, um, but math rock. So yeah, it's very interesting. Um, the type of uh, the type of uh, I guess like people you see in this, like those people that listen to like heavy, like on the heavier side of the music, and um, you'll see them like at a math rock show, which I'm like, damn. Those are usually the people that actually know how to play instruments. I've noticed that, and I'm like, damn. They actually have like a deeper understanding, like for, like I guess like for this aesthetic. So, cause me, I don't really play instruments that much. So you know, I'm more on the heavier side, like of yeah. music, and I'm just like. Like a um, listener more than like like the, the player. Yeah, because yeah. the thing is, even when it came down to rap, bro, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a lyricist whatsoever. You know, shout out to the people who are lyricists. Like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm just trying to see something happen. I'm sorry, man. That's that, that, that's how that. it feels to me. You know, I'm just trying to see something happen. Like, almost like. I feel like I can vouch for both of you then. What you trying to get into? Not, not, not into like I'm about to fight you type. What you're like, get what into? are you about to do with it? That's why yeah. I can I can relate to both of you on such like a heavy like level because I appreciate, you know, the way instruments can trigger my emotions and make me feel in terms of like a setting environment but the yeah. lyricism kind of that's what sparks memories for me so right and so a lot of times i'm working with wordless music mm -hmm. because that's a, another variable that i want to just say yeah. yeah like fkj kills wordless music yeah kills like it. i feel like i'm either going on a journey or i'm in 
the middle of the rainforest about to go study or something. I don't know. Do you remember Cloud Cult? The band Cloud Cult? Cloud Cult? Yeah. Uh, maybe? I, I don't know. I, it's familiar name, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know directly. Hmm. Well, um, just giving my personal input now, because I kind of want to talk about this too. Music uh, inspires me, so to speak. Music, if I can say, gives me any emotion. It gives me hope. Like, my, my top five artists are Tom Mish, um, Gold Link, Big Sean. Gold Link? I like Gold Link. I'll, I'll get to I'll explain. Big Sean, uh, Fabulous, and it's a tie between Wiz Khalifa and Drake for me. Like, the only reason Drake switched up for me, because I, I was a big fan of, like, 07, 08 Drake when he was strictly rapping. Okay, right. When Drake strictly rapped, I was like... This dude hits hard. You said Drake and Wiz Khalifa. I mean, that's just like no, big. I know it's a it's a big difference, but look, look, look. So so I'll I'll take. Chill out, th- Steven. I think of these two. I think I think of these two exact albums when I'm what I mean Wiz Khalifa and Drake. When I think Wiz Khalifa, I think Rolling Papers. That's the only thing that comes oh, to my yeah. mind. And when I think Drake, I think of October's Very Own, or Take Care. Good yeah. Really so those two, those three albums, like, are the only ones I think of when I think of those two artists, but. Moving on to what I was saying about Goldlink. Goldlink is a, a DMV rapper, clearly, but he has such a unique music that comes with his rap. Like, it's not like a drill beat. It's either like, it's a nice instrumental yeah, that comes like, in. He has some interesting people on his stuff. Like, yes. I mean, like, initially, like, Louis Lastic and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I don't know like artists, but, like, um, it's, I, like, I, I, I can. You I see can what I'm, I'm going with I it? Can get behind it. Yeah, like he he had Pink Pantheris on there before she like blew up to where she is now. Like her voice was just so elegant and unique. It just like it gave me that dainty feeling with his hard like lyricism. He well, I don't um, I don't really like know a whole lot of Gold Links. Like you know, you know, Crew. No, I mean I know that. Like I know that, but he he was like like, um, I've noticed that he does like a lot of like like not like poppy stuff. I don't really like listen to him like really rap honestly i've only heard really like his big products mm-hmm. not, like, like like big projects and it's just kind of like um uh, what was i gonna say he does like a lot of more, like um pop and pretty much experimental stuff pretty much this point i know he was, ra- I know he was it, a rapper it, it's almost experimental like, independent like yeah. his first few albums um it, they were almost like big like black activism wait um, did he used to push on like afro beats and stuff like that yes okay so yes. i think i remember yeah i'm looking this up right now just to be sure because i want to be positive um I'm I'm getting this album right. I have a few I have a few friends that worked with him when before like he got big, and yeah, it was and after that we didn't talk. His first album, ah, that's the good. artwork beautiful, the song list insane, like it was, that got me through my freshman year of college. That was, I could, like my first breakup, to, just going through the cross and dealing with the stuff I had I had dealt with. But moving on from that. Music puts you in a place of inspiration, and then, as well, leading to our next topic, it also serves as a coping mechanism. Um, And for those of you who don't know, give me a sec, I gotta get my notes again that I just had and just disappeared. Let's see. If I can put it in my own words, a coping mechanism is a technique used to... Bring yourself back to a state of homeostasis. I'd say, I'd say this. Homeostasis. homeostasis meaning when you're balance. feeling Im- imbalanced, it brings you back to that balance level. So coping, like whether like in terms of mood, if you're feeling too happy 
or you're feeling, you know, too sad, you find something that puts you back in that state of functionality. That's Does that, that make sense? Hey, that's interesting because when I'm sad, honestly, I just put sad music on. I don't really like try to like like uplift my mood. Like I, I know it's weird, but yeah. like at least well, it's not weird. It's just making sure that you're. And then I have I have the definition. According to the American Psychological Association, a coping a coping mechanism is any conscious or non-conscious adjustment or adaptation that decreases tension and anxiety in a stressful experience or situation. So, so just mellowing, mellowing out. So are you saying you listen to like, say for example, for sad, do you listen to sad music or do you listen to happy music? Mm-mm. I listen. I listen to. I, uh, is it really sad or? Ha- I'd say it's, it's happy music, but it's like music that makes me think about like why I'm feeling this way. So like, Wiz Khalifa. If I'm feeling sad, I listen to the race. I don't know if you know that song. I, don't, I, don't, I personally am not listening to. Okay, so on Rolling Papers, there's this song called The Race where Wiz Khalifa is pretty much talking about being grateful for where he is now and then looking back to where he was. Sure, it wasn't where he wanted to be, but the whole signify, the whole ident- the whole concept of the song is he's in a race with other people, but he, more importantly, he's in it with himself. So looking at the starting line, it was like, oh, uncertainty, the goal so far away. And now that he's hit that goal and he's still like in this race, he's realizing, oh, looking back at it all, it, it's amazing. Like, I remember before, um, you know, women never used to hit my phone. Now they're at walking to my home. Or, like, um, just, like, he's he's used to talk about being a millionaire. Now they're making millions. Like, he's ex- far exceeded his expectations. So when I'm sad, I always think about where I... A, mu- a song makes me think about where I was at a darker time and thinking um, about where I am now. So, yes, maybe I'm down in the fields about it, but I didn't stop. I kept going and look where I'm at now. So I, I kind of think of music that makes me reflect, but puts me in that hype for like, don't stop now, keep going type of vibe. And that's also the thing. There's no such thing as like happy music or sad music. It's not necessarily that there. I mean, yes, there are music. There are elements of music that are like happy, and there are elements of music that are sad. Right. But there's not really like a song that can just make you happy or a song. That can <laughs> Tell that to Pharrell. In between, there's there's so much stuff that happens in a song. Right. You know, um, you, you, you caught on. You caught on what I was saying. You know that song Pharrell made. Oh, happy. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Tom Dish also made a song called Happy Music um, under a pseudonym Super Shy. Oh, yeah. As a Tom Dish fan, I am. Hold on. Yeah, it, it's house music. He, he, it's like his foray into house music. It's cool. Um, but, um, like, yeah, like you know, I mean, like. Okay. No, yeah. I found it. I found it. Um, you know, I mean, it's just like, and, and especially like the whole, I mean, like he made that album, What Kind of Music? So yeah, that was very influential to me as well. Um, mm. my college career, especially during COVID. I remember listening to that album a lot. And like, Dude, t- Tom changed my life. He's a good artist. Top, top tier. Highly recommend you guys take a listen if you're interested. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, it's fun. I mean, like, that's the thing, music provides meaning for a lot of people mm-hmm. and, and some people it doesn't but that's okay you know, we're, all, we're all in the world um, I, I, I think it's I, I think it can be a helpful tool for someone's recovery so it's a coping mechanism music is a coping mechanism for a lot of people because right. it reduces anxiety correct um, and you know like on other coping mechanisms that might not be for you I mean music might not be for everyone so it's like are there, are there ever cases where sports 
you would recommend someone not to listen to a certain type of music? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Good what? question. Good question, Steve. I mean, it's triggering, yeah. I mean, like, and also, like, well, if there's a memory associated with music, which, you know, if there's a particular time in which you're listening. I mean, I don't do this. I, and also, I'm not one to recommend stuff because I want the client to figure out what stuff works for them and what doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, but, yeah, we were I've seen those. Um, so I recently saw. I'm not an interviewer, but this is yeah. an interesting question. I'm open to any question. Yeah, right. say what you gotta so, say. Um, I remember there was this uh, TikTok song that I heard, and I was just like, it was addicting. It was like you know those edits that they got that are like yeah, just pumping you up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But then there was this one where I looked it up on YouTube, and it imme- immediately was just like suicide warning. I was like, what the hell? Oh, <gasps> was it the Logic song? I don't think it was the Logic song. Oh. It was a. It was like a, a funk. Bonk, whatever it is. Like auditory One of those workout songs, right? right? One of those workout edits. Bah, but bah. it was just like, when I looked at the lyrics, it was like, it, it wasn't, it didn't seem all that, but it was just like, somehow this was triggering people in this direction. And I've heard of like, you know, like uh, Ma- Marilyn Manson, where you, yes. he, he got some crazy songs. Yeah. Are there moments where, based off your knowledge of music, like, you know, certain types of music are just not healthy for people in a way i wouldn't call it like i wouldn't put a classification but like if there's a particular song that someone knows will trigger them like i'm not going to tell them to listen to that song sparky death cap that's it you know what i'm talking about no oh man that sorry that was that was a song that might culture my fault it's it's a old song but it's like um I mean, but like also maybe that's what we were talking earlier Steve about was talking 26 about. club right so like yes like like musicians was 27 Club. The, tw- the 27, 26 Club. Club. I'll look it up. Well, it used to be. Now they call it 21 Club nowadays. Damn. That's terrible. It's a sad time. Yeah. Um, so it's like... Yep, it's 20, 27 Club. Yeah. It's an informal list consisting of mostly popular musicians, artists, actors, and other celebrities who died at the age 27. Although claim of, of a statistical spike um, it has been refuted by scientific research. But it's still like a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. you know, it's it, it isn't like real. I mean, we don't call it real, but like, like it's still kind of like esoteric. Esoteric. That's more. Makes me like actually to be real, right? Yes. It's it's not. I mean, like like there's, so there's a lot of cultural like media stuff. I wouldn't listen to a lot of that. I mean, like I, I'm I'm all about wellness and health, you know. And so it's like don't go on the internet if you're trying to be well. Like go to a doctor. Facts. That people, that's, that's a good thing to look into because a lot of people go on the internet when they're, I can't, well, let me not say a lot of people. Based on what I have seen, people I've watched go on the internet when they're not feeling their best. Like, they go on the, their phone as a way of coping. I was going to say, I've noticed, so um, we, have a, we had a person we interviewed actually a few weeks ago and he explained how TikTok is actually very terrible for that because I ran, ironically, I was, uh, one day I was like walking around campus and I saw something that was like very, it was like, all right, one was like um, talking about something nostalgic and the next thing was like something really like, uh, you know, like I guess, not, not only is the point problem, but like some like motivational type thing. So I went from like talking about like early thousands of nostalgia to all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to take on the world. And, and like he, he made a good point. He's like, that's not healthy. Your brain should not go through so many emotions in the literally and you walking from like, Pretty much the breezeway to, cause I'm like, damn, man, you yeah. know, I miss those cool flip phones, you know. Then next thing I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to bench, like, I'm trying to go, 
trying to go crazy in the gym, you feel me? But he was like, bro, flip do you not phone. see how crazy? Do you not see how extreme those emotions, bro? He's like, that, that was kind of crazy. Like, You'll switch up more than the weather yeah. in Maryland. Yeah. Um, oh. Give me one. Nah, it's, it's facts. Right, liability, right? They call it, you know, when your emotions are fluctuating from so many different things. Like, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm like, dude, you're, no one's alone in this. So, like, I'm also very working through my own stuff. So I'm, I would rather not, like, publicly talk about that. Mm-hmm. But, you know... It's very important to understand that, like, we're not alone in this. It's it's a very common. These are common phenomenon that happen, you know. Right. It's hard to. Everyone everyone copes in their own way, though. A lot of people don't express that because most people, you know, will keep to themselves because they think, oh, if I act out of term, you know, people will judge me. At least that's how I view view myself sometimes. Now I'm very open with expressing how I feel, but prior. I would never express myself because I feel like I'd just be tearing other people down, like infringing on what they're going on through life. Like, I don't want to be that, that Debbie Downer in a party full of smiles. It's also like you don't want to validate them, right? Like, I think it's like whenever someone's talking vulnerably, you want to mm-hmm. validate their emotions. Right. Validate what they're going through and validate their experience. Yeah. And not just like kind of deny them, you know? Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a question. What is auditory cheese? Cheesecake? Is that what Yeah. Because no, honestly, I've been That's thinking about this since you said it. Auditory cheesecake? Yeah, no. It's a I, I want him to... Is that something in your field? Yeah, that's, oh. a, that's, a, that's a term in the music psychology field. Okay. Um, you can look it up. <laughs> no, I'm just right. generally uh, really curious. Uh, oh, but do you... It's you basically like this idea that like music being crafted to like get at the psychological... like Response? Yeah, get get at those... like Yeah. It's, it's candy, ear candy. It's the same type of term. According to Steven uh, Pinker, Pinker yeah. it's an invention that tickles the brain like cheesecake tickles the palate. Cheesecake packs a sensual wallop, un- wallop unlike anything in the natural world because it's a brew of mega doses of agreeable, agreeable stimuli, which we concocted for the purpose of pressing our pleasure buttons. I wonder if that's like study music. Um, like, you know, because um, study music is the only thing that really, like, I'm not gonna say like it helps me, but so people always say, um, I don't know how to explain this, and I don't, I don't know if I'm contradicting myself, but whenever I type in music to pump me up or whatever on YouTube, it is complete opposite. It actually does the most adverse reaction where I'm like, this is whack. Fuck. So so study music. So any of the like those pump pumping up like, I'm on Spotify. I, I don't even give spot. I actually know I did give Spotify a chance with a study music selection. It was decent, but anything that involves energizing completely destroys my mood, and I'm like, get the shit out of here. So, um, so, um, like, honestly, like, and, and like, he, he did, like, he did make a good point, yeah. The music that will pump, pump you up might bring another person, down. I don't want to say down, because, like, some people might, like, like, um, I have friends that listen to more, like, um, like, jazz music and stuff like that, you know, and I appreciate, I appreciate it because a lot of the stuff that came from jazz transferred over to rap, but to, like, the music, well, listen, mostly on the rap, like, I listen to, so, you know what I'm saying, so you should always, you know, give homage to where it came from, I'm big on that. I hate people. I hate ungrateful ass people. But anyway, before I start raining. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I generally despise like ungrateful ass people, bro, when it comes down. Like, forgetting, well, some, like, what they pe- care, some people who are ungrateful don't understand it, just to counteract it. Like, oh, okay. there's ignorance is bliss type of thing. If you grew up wealthy and well off all your life, you don't really understand someone who doesn't have it because you're, you always had what you wanted. Was it like, privilege? The, the best example I can give, I talked about this with some friends this uh, past weekend, is like Northwest, Kanye's daughter. Oh. Like she's set for life. She really doesn't know what like she she will most likely not experience poverty 
I mean, she's showing my ice spice, bro. Like eight or ten years old. That's wild. Exactly. <laughs> like, so just think real. about that, yeah. and then compare that to like a regular Baltimore County kids, you know, student. It's, it's, I, I see it's what you mean. yeah. She might not be acting ungrateful, but more so she's been conditioned to you know always get what she wants. Um. So when I mean ungrateful, yeah, I can see where you came where you come from. When I'm ungrateful, it's people that are like, um, they'll be playing music mm-hmm. and they'll think that, and they'll, how can I explain this? So, all right, right now, I'm pop my hurt. I might hurt some feelings, honestly. Like, say what you gotta say. So, say it. I've noticed a lot of people, right now, what's really big in, 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 in like rap, it's sample music. People are forgetting where some of these songs come from, especially when they use jazz sets. No, I'm. No, but he's been doing this for a while. Chill, hold on, hold on. He's not a sampler. Kanye actually Look. sampled, famously sampled from Steely Dan, um, and got sued for it. Whoa! In the song Champion. Yeah. Um, the D realize That's by Steely Dan. That's like a famous old Steely Dan song by. Um, and he got sued. By, it was Kid Charlemagne, and he got sued by Steely Dan because he didn't give credit. Dang! Did not know that. Nice. So it's like one of my favorite little sample stories. So when I mean by the samples, I don't I don't know if like if you listen to like really what's going on like on maybe from like the underground perspective. Nope. So right now we have this thing called uh, people say sample MV like s- sample R and B sample drill. So pretty much essentially everyone knows if you put two and two together drill beat whatever New York UK first of all UK drill beat mix it with samples of like the early thousands people would do with like some emo bands. Um, or some like jazz, like some jazz artists and stuff. I'm not too versed in jazz artists, but I can. When someone tells me, "Oh, like they got this from jazz artists," it's like it's always good to give credit to those type of people, because for one, if it wasn't like, how can I explain this? It's still jazz is still even though main main people would not hear it, but like it was still like a com- a component of like what rap is now. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I think I don't. How can I explain yeah. this? I think of like a reductionist term. You know what I'm saying? I'm big on like oh. So this stem from here, like, how can I explain this? Like, in my head, when I think of music, I think of a chart, and, like, it's almost like a tree of life. You know what lineage. I'm saying? What's lineage. that called? Lineage. lineage. I'm big on that. Big on that. Yeah, so, really important. yeah, so right now, what's really big is, like, samples. So people, like, mostly, like, it'll be, like, younger people be like, yeah, hell yeah, this is hard. And I'm like, bro, you don't even know where this artist came from. Like, or, like, the sample you're using is coming from. And now, you're mad as hell that your music's getting taken out from Spotify because you didn't give people their credit. That's yeah, what that's I mean by being ungrateful. Like, I, look, I'm from New York, bro. So, like, I still got friends right now that are producing New York. They'll get um, someone produce. It's actually a big, well-used um, sample. Um, what's the one guy? Um, was it Bobby Caldwell? I ain't gonna. I thought this I dude. Love Bobby like, I thought this I dude. I, ain't gonna, I thought this dude was black the whole. Uh, I thought this dude was black until I saw a picture. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, like, bro. So he has a song. It's like. Um, it's the most well, famous song. For love. Yeah, literally. Dun, 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 Bro, and like people like in New York, like dun, dun, if you type dun, dun, it in, there's a bunch dun, of artists that use the sample. Dun, dun. So I saw the one that was known to use it the most. Guess what? His song got taken out from Spotify. Probably because, like I said, royalties. Yes, that, I mean th- that's on the business side, but also they didn't credit like the actual guy. I'm like, bro, like at least credit the guy you sample from. But the thing is, I get it. You know, the, 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 these ki- these kids are also probably so far like. From like the years they were born, this kid's probably born like 2007, 2008 type stuff. Maybe like 06. They were, they're not gonna know who Bobby Caldwell is, you know what I'm saying? Unless oh, they're Bobby Caldwell is so like, good. But, but the thing is, you know what I'm saying? But but like the thing is, is like that's because they're forgetting the lineage of like some of the music comes from. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Especially with samples, these people have to be careful with sampling music because they will take you for everything you got, and respectfully so. 
Mm, well, I think it's balanced. You know, I mean, like, you know, fair compensation, and yes, I, I think it's not necessarily a gratitude issue there, but more so just a crediting issue that, you know, if you're using someone else's music, you gotta cite your music. You gotta, it's like an academic. It's like right. A, yeah. Give, give credit where it's due. Yeah, because, like, composition's hard work. Mm-hmm. It just is. I mean, there's, there's a lot more that goes into it, right? There's songwriting, arranging, production, mixing, mastering, and of course there's composition in between all those steps. So it's like, that's a, that's like a six step process right there. And all those processes take weeks for a song to really get produced in the right way. Mm. I mean like, and a lot of times there's less shortcutting now, but especially since, t- and it's good because t- technology has been democratized, right? Like we can now record stuff in a library now <laughs> that, that's actually, yeah. that's mad valid, yeah. This technology has been democratized in this way, and that's great. But you know, it also means that like it, uh, there's it's also it will to be misused or whatever. You know, I've, yeah. Actually, there's a lot of interesting stuff with the philosophy of technology and how that interplays with music technology. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily know if that's like something to dive into now, but like just what I'm basically the thing that I'm saying is like. Like, I hope this cultivates some sort of sense of learning throughout this podcast, right? If there's anything that I want to vouch for, it's not that you should do your own research, but more so that you should cultivate a sense of curiosity and wonder in what other people are doing and learning from it. How can I say this? Adding to your arsenal, so to speak? Like, just like help, help me understand a little better. Like, just like learning. I just mean, learning. Like being curious, being wonderful, being with a wonderful person. Okay. Would, would you say, when you mean to kind of like, almost like, do you mean to kind of like, not like reach out more, but to kind of almost expand your horizons? Like, like be open-minded. Yeah. Be open-minded, yeah, because, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a, open-mindedness is a good quality, and it's been hard for... A lot of people. A lot of people to my are like I can see. It's been hard for me. I mean, personally, to be open-minded, right? Like it's like I've been sheltered a lot of my life too, so it's like you know, well, everyone's sheltered in their own way. Right. No, that's very true. Um, yeah, I will say that. I actually, actually, it took me a while to understand that, like in a way, like I was. Well, I get too much into it. Like everyone has like their own definition of sh- sheltered. My, my definition of shelter was definitely completely like what most people think, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like, oh, you know, upper class, you know, you really don't know what's going on. But I also realized that people that I grew up with were kind of sheltered away from understanding how the people that we consider sheltered live. Because for a while, I couldn't like relate to people who like came from like upper class neighborhoods and stuff like that. And I'll be like, man, you guys are really antisocial. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'll be like, I couldn't understand. And it took me a while that I'm like, yeah, it definitely took me a while to understand that I'm like, Hmm. Like um. Anyway. You're good. Yeah, you're good. Uh, no, I so I feel that because um me personally like my if I can make up my own definition for sheltered it's just denial of stimulation from uncomfortable circumstances. That's the best way I could see is sheltered. Like for me, I I'd say I'm fairly sheltered because not growing up with like. Mom, mom or dad, I didn't get to see like how that interaction worked. I grew up with my grandparents who were well off, retired and done with everything they did with their lives. So I'm in the house with them doing what they do, thinking that's normal. 
realizing like, oh, I should be out socializing with friends or like doing something in my own free time outside of sports. I shouldn't be, you know, watching TV with them or washing dishes or going to bed super early. Don't get me wrong, going to bed on time is cool, but like. It's hard, man. It's there's a, hard a whole, do, there's a whole world out there that you can be learning from and like really diving into, like yeah. really building your character and understanding who you are and how you act in certain situations in the world, whether you like something or not. And most of it, we don't, we might not realize that till later on in life, yeah. but being sheltered, it's just like you're being closed off early from that experience. Mm-hmm. Sheltered might not always be a bad thing, though. Oh, yeah, of course. It's never, never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. Just speaking from my experience, I feel like if I had not been sheltered, I don't think I'd be in college. Okay. I think I'd be a loose cannon. Like, I'd Just probably, I might be on Jackass, I'll be real. I think I'd probably be like with Steve O or something. Think about it. Like I, this is like this year alone. I mean, so as long as you know me, like that's me getting out of my unsheltered state. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's kind of wild. I never really thought about it. Like, cause, cause all I played was sports and like either that or I was going home to sleep or just like going to school. Now I'm actually like interested in the world. Okay, I kind of I, I seen that. Um, I I seen that. The only like I mean besides like I like to travel and also like I'm big on like, um. Actually, yeah, I'm pretty much, yeah, like I said, I like to travel and I like to listen to all kinds of music. Like, originally, I, list, I literally used to listen to literally, like, only, like, metal or rap. And, then, and then I literally had to X. be, like, all right, hold on, man. Lyricism, lyricism is a little, like, kind of, like, like, I respect it, but, like, I am not going to lie, man. Sometimes, man, I don't know, maybe I just, like, just don't care for lyricism as much, like, sometimes. They teach hey, you know, Steve, yo, Steve, chill out. I'm going to explain to you, bro. I have like the worst attention span. Like if that shit is like not, like I don't know. When it comes down, to, so it took me a while to understand like jazz and stuff like that, and math rock and stuff like that. It's do something like something like the way they put play the guitar with like like it hit like a certain part of my brain. I'm like, this is nice. <laughs> I know, like, like literally, like I don't know what it was, bro. But like when I listen, like I don't know, like so my older brother used to listen to a lot of people like Big Pun and stuff like that. Like it'd be so you know, shout out, you know, Lamont Coleman, so, you know. Like anyway, so like, <laughs> so I would like. I guess I just got so used to hearing this, and I'm like, bro, I heard this. I walk outside, I see this, I, I feel it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get like. Do you feel desensitized? Like, I, like you've heard so much of it, it's just like, eh. Kind of, like generally, I kind of. Yeah. Well, we can habituate to music. I mean, like, yeah. Like music is something that like, like we get used to. Like everything else, it's a stimuli. So. Elevator music. Yeah, like, like, um, growing up in certain areas, like I used to get clowned out for listening to, like metal. Like when I, when I used to be out Turners, people would be like, "Yo, what you listen to? That screamo music for yo? Like you wilding? Like, what? you're not alone. I used to think so, anime music yeah, they, slaps. No, bro, you don't understand. They used to clown me, so I'd be like, but, bro, man, I got, I got, I got, I got bullied for listening to anime music. I gotta hide music. my music. I gotta have my music from the homies and shit. You know what I'm saying? From the gangsters I call. Them. Some of them were really, really on, on demon time, and so like it's kind of. Like, Oh fuck! Oh, let's yeah. <laughs> Steve's like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah, but like, like I said, like it was very like interesting. Um, yeah, it just I don't know how to describe this. Like they would just clown me, bro, and I would just had a fight. What? Like, you weren't talking into the mic. That was all. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh wait, man, it's just kind of. I mean, yeah, I can He's got a good mic, oh, but like I, I thought he was gonna say something. I thought you had something to say on this. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, yeah. 
Where, where, where do we want to go? Coping um, mechanisms more? Or? Well, now, I think since we got both of our both music therapy and coping me mechanisms out the way, we have 13, 15 minutes left. We can get into chop time if you guys are interested. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, so... All right, so this part of the section is called chop time. Chop time is where we just talk about whatever's going on in the world, yeah, maybe okay. a topic that we yeah, might have like had. Kind of like, like, the topic you guys all... Steve, Mess, Meyer, what you guys all had in common, Brooklyn... New oh, because we were kind of opening it up, so... Yeah, uh, that's, like, a good way to go into chop time. So, and, so in New York... All right, so in New York, you listen to all kinds of music, you know what I'm saying? So, like, so my thing, I had a, I had a homie that was Puerto Rican and Jewish, bro. My man used to listen to nothing but reggaeton, you feel me? And, like, of course, like, you know, rap. So, it was, like, it, it was, like, for me, like, I wasn't really used to it like that. Like, like from, like, seeing, like... Um, I didn't really have, like, a whole lot of Jewish homies, I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? So, I remember he introduced me to someone... Yo, this like, man... This dude's like the dude you introduced me to was like oh head. Um, he kind of like did reggae and like rap. Mati, Mati, like it was like Mati Yahoo or something like that. So it was this dude, bro. Like he was like um, he was like so um, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but he kind of dressed a certain way. Like I don't I don't want to call it city. What's it called? I'm sorry. Aesthetic. Aesthetic. No, no, or like orthodox. It looked really traditional. Like he would have like the, um, the. Uh, the sideburns. Like yeah, we have the, the sideburns, but yeah, like the braids and stuff. And yeah. the thing is, he would rap, like he would do like a lot of reggae stuff, and I thought like, oh Ooh. shit, damn, that this shit like different. Like yo, I would, I guess I just didn't expect that to come from that image. You know what I'm saying? If I'm being yeah. honest, I'm just gonna be honest. Like, but then again, I'm like, I remember like being in Europe, bro. You would see a bunch of crazy shit. So I'm like, yo, whatever. Like everyone's pretty much mixed here. Oh, here, so I'm saying, all right. Ye so Evi it was Evi like, Evio? Nah, bro. So type in this guy M A T I S. Wow, okay. Matiashi, Matiahu, bro. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. M A T I. Like, he, was, he, was a, he was a Jewish dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, he, Wait, M A T I. M A T I S Y A H U. Y A H U. Beautiful. Yeah, he did. M A T I S Y A H U. Matiashi. You know, you're right, you're right. Matiashi. He was on 2K. Matiashi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. crazy, man. Dude. Holy Guac Matiashi. He's a. He's a. Who was this Jewish? Uh, is he Israeli? Uh, honestly, bro, I'm not. No idea. I'm no fire. Bro, fire he was a good artist, man. I ain't gonna lie. Like, oh, my, wow. like, like so, so my homie would come through the, the court and just have blaring. And you know, like, usually, bro, like, people really didn't care. You know what I'm saying? Be like, whatever, bro. You play music. So, you know, we out here, like, he would say some things in, I'll like, Hebrew, them. you know what I'm saying? But people, like, we didn't know what he was saying. So we just playing ball. We're like, all right, yeah, like, so the beat, this shit's hard. You know what I'm saying? I would catch some of the homies out here saying some words in Hebrew that, like, we don't know what we're saying. You know what I'm saying? But it just kind of, like, it was just like a thing, like in New okay, York, because so no one's gonna judge in New York. Ma you know Matiashu. You come through the courts, it's like whatever, bro. You like really he's one an, of us. He's an American Especially musician. He's a reggae singer, rapper, beatboxer, yeah. and alternative rock yeah. musician. Yeah. Yeah. Known for blending yeah. spiritual themes with reggae. I love this. Yeah, bro. Like that, that, that's what I'm saying. It was like a very interesting because you know he's like the dude was the, the homie was really bringing the culture in. You know what I'm saying? Because we're like, all right, we're not used to this kind of culture. You met him? No, no, bro. Like, oh, no, no, hell, no, hell, no. Like, no, I'd be, I would have been cool. I would have definitely remembered yo, bro. Like, I would be like, damn, no. But what I'm saying is the, the dude, like, you know, because everyone's, like, um, handsome man. They mixed them, like, the culture stuff. Like, I said, the homie was Jewish and Puerto Rican. Very handsome so, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, pause, bro. Why what do you mean I, pause? I can call why, another man handsome. Why, 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 I'm just kidding. I was about to say, I, hold I, on, Buster. Guy, bro. I don't care. Dude's got some swag. I've never seen someone rock dreads. Stop, bro. He's music. He was a musician, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like he wasn't. He has like, eight. Uh, he has literally nine different hairstyles, and he's killing no, all. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying he has nine different hairstyles. Bro, bro, he's killing he, all. Yo, Google it where he's from, bro. Actually, because I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, yeah, honestly, those two, yo, two songs. Fire. Google where he's from, bro, because I'm. He, he actually like. I'm kind of curious. I don't know if he's from Israel. He's like actually like born in America. 
Westchester, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so he was born, yeah, June 30th, 1979. Okay, so he's not too far. Wait, how far is that from New York, bro? I mean, Pennsylvania, I mean, Westchester? Pennsylvania's, yeah, pretty far, though. Like, I mean, that part of Pennsylvania. I mean, because if he's from Philly, like, if he would have been from Philly, I'm like, okay, well, that's, that that ass is like, that's like an hour and a half if you fast on the car or on a bus, like, two bucks. From New York? City. So. Yeah, I know, bro. I just like, got curious. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, like, it is 121 miles, so that's two hours and 13 minutes. Like an interesting you. <laughs> oh, going the speed limit, it is two hours and 13 minutes. Going at mess miles per hour, um, probably an hour and eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care, bro. No one's beating the traffic. Yeah, but, traffic, traffic. Yeah, yeah but that boy's also an F so, uh, 9.5. So, yeah, no, the friend would just bring, like, the, like my homie would just bring, um, like, he would bring, it was like little, like, uh, it would be like an ECD, it'd be like a mix of, like, random artists. And I remember that shit would always play, like, at the court, and I'm like, damn. Nati Ashu. Interesting. So, yeah, and also, like, me, like, listen to, like, a lot of metal bands, bro, people, they should try to clown me, they're like, why the fuck you listen to this shit, you know, like, why you listen to this, like... Dude, metal bands go hard. Yeah, but... So I'm going a little too hard. But though. I get it, they're not used to that. I'll be in death. So, they're not used to, so I'm kind of like, yo, who cares, bro? You should listen to Linkin Park, bro, don't ever clown me, ever. So Yeah, don't, don't, but I was a little don't clown someone until you knock what they're listening to. Because some people aren't open to just listening to music. But this is what I mean. Music. So this is what I mean when, when when you were saying something about like we we, we don't realize we're being sheltered in a way. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like think about it, bro. People people like in the, in the neighborhoods I used to live in, bro. They're not gonna listen to like uh like metal bands like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like they're not. So it's gonna be like I understand we're closed off. So when I used to think of like shelter, I think of like um you know traditional like a white kid from a high class neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of like oh don't really know how like it. W- works like in the inner city you know what I'm saying like, I think a good way to like tell if you're sheltered or not is if you have time to call out someone else for like who they are and what they enjoy like what? if you really have time to waste putting that energy towards someone you must have some type of free time on your hand because the rest of everyone if not that person who's listening to music is probably listening it to either get through their day or just, like really enjoys it mm-hmm. so like if you're gonna be like clown them for being them yeah think, think of the, the privilege you got like validate people you're good you're good that's also like a big, big premise that I'm kind of on the, you know, trying to get out of here. It's like validate other people. Don't deny people what they're going through. Exactly. Like, everyone's music is good. Yeah, it's cool. It's fine. Yes, there are objective measures to music that like we consider, but like socially, like it's music. It's music. Yeah, yeah it's like, just music. It's just music. Yeah. But it's, but what he's talking about is exposure to different music. Like, right. If you grow up. Listening to a certain genre. No, but like if you, if your I mean, if your culture uh, if your cultural expectations is simply hip hop and anything other than hip hop is relatively not hard or cool. Then I'm I'm gonna say what Steve trying sheltered. to say. Bro, not a lot of people in Turner's O'Donnell Heights are listening to Delaware's product. They're not listening to Bring Me the Horizon. That that shit's corny to them. Corny. To them. That, that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And like, like, like that's the definition of sheltered though. Because it's, but, no, yeah, no, but because it's exposure. Yeah. Right. They're not allowed but honestly, to listen to it. But oh, they're not allowed. Yeah. That that yeah. keyword. And, and, but no, think okay. about it. Some okay. of these guys gave like these bands a listen. They're like, yo, actually, this is not bad music. You know what I'm saying? And like, I get it. Like originally, like I said, I used to really be like kind of like. Fuck it. Like, you know, like, it'd be like, they would hate on me, and I'd be like, what would they know about music? You know what I'm saying? They were like, it would piss me off, and I'd be getting clowned, and I'd be like, kind of like, yo, like, mm. I don't always just want to listen to rap. Sometimes I just want to, like, vibe out. Ride my bike and just, like, listen to some, like, vibe. Yes, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to vibe, you know? 
And it would just be kind of like weird, but um, I didn't realize that I was being sheltered in a way that wasn't what people think of the um, conventional being sheltered, like I said. And I was like, oh shit, like I understand that when people, because one time I got called sheltered by a person that was like, you know, that they were, I don't know, I don't want to call them rich, but they were just kind of like, you know, what I would be like, damn, bro, you calling me sheltered? Like, dog, you didn't even know, like, didn't even know this place even existed. Mm. Like, you know, and I'm kind of, but I, Again, I was like, I see where he's coming from, because I wasn't aware of like certain music out there like that. Like, um, um, one of my friends introduced me to EDM. Not a big fan of it, but uh, like I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I just never, I can never get into it, bro. Like, no matter what, to this day, I just cannot get into it. But you it's know, too loud. No, it's not that. I just can't get into it. Like, oh. I just chain smokers, bro. No, I just can't get into them. Damn. I know who they I are, try. but like, I just can't, I, try. I just can't get into them. Like, I just can't. Like, it's just, for me, it's just not my vibe. But, mm-hmm. you know, you know, some of those people, that, those DJs, though, they be killing it, though. Like, you know, I, I couldn't do it, so there's that. But I just, like I said, I don't, but pretty much, but you know what I'm saying, Steven, right? It's just like the people there would just not give these people a, a, a second. And I would always think, like, oh, people from these, like, upper-class neighborhoods, like, yo, they listen to rap and shit. Like, yo, they're really actually being, in a way, like, open-minded in a way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was like, it never ta- dawned on me. I was like... The hood is sheltered, too. Yeah, yeah, it took me a while to understand. Yeah. We're all sheltered at an and extent, That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I travel, like, it, it, like it you do, is very cheap. It took me a while to understand, right? Because I'm not going to lie, bro. When I was younger, I used to clown people like, man, I would never be like these people in this small-ass town, never leaving, like, like, like never leaving home. And I, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I catch myself being like, it could never be me, like, literally. And so, so, sometimes I'm like, damn, hold up, bro. I got to chill out because, you know, like, kind of wilding a little mm-hmm. bit, but... Closing off your perspective. Yeah. yeah. All right. But um, sometimes they can't travel because money reasons too. So I that's, that's a big one. That's that a big one too. So I learned that. But no, just yeah, but great way to learn is to travel if you can. Yep. Obviously, can. like money is money. Yeah. Um. And like the thing is, like there are definitely. I mean, like that's a whole thing. It serves a per coping serves a purpose, and that purpose is to kind of control anxiety or whatever to help you get through whatever you're going through. Um. For me, at least. And, you know, there are definitely things that I don't want to do that are good coping mechanisms, are good coping mechanisms, but they're also unhealthy. So it's like, that. Uh, mm-hmm. there are healthy coping mechanisms and unhealthy coping mechanisms, too. So, like, I'm kind of tying it back to what we're talking about, too. I mean, it's just like, you know, um, I, yeah. I just find, like, it's, it's interesting, like, thinking about, like, what it means to be sheltered, um, and like, you know, it's and some and a lot of ways, like it's not something we can completely control. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like we can control if we're sheltered or not. It's yeah, just that's true. We are. We just are. It's, it's just the birth lottery. I did, it took me a while to understand that. It's the environment. Yeah. So I mean, so I think a big part about being open-minded is just acceptance, like of where you are and who you are. Yes. It's a hard one to come to all the time, and it's a practice. Like being grateful is mm-hmm. a practice. Be it, it's not like you can just do it all the time. I mean, maybe you can. But it takes time and persistence to learn how to do it all the time. Yes, that consistency is key. But, all right, so we're coming up on that hour mark. Uh, Meyer, I just wanted to thank you for coming on. This was great. Thank you so much. Shout out. So, closing the podcast, uh, this is Piece by Piece, episode six. Thank you for listening. Um, You matter. Always prioritize your mental health. Always check in with yourself. Check in with those you care about. And, Mess, anything you'd like to say before we end? Drink water and you're... (laughs) (laughs) 
and then thank you for my side commentary from Steve. Great man. And yes, that is it. So, man of the hour for real. <laughs> the rest of you have a great day. <laughs>